0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No by law. 18 terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Jay here for Stretford Paddock, and this is the Devils Podcast. Joining me today at Casey Evans. How are we doing, Case? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. We'll get into the reasons why in a minute. Uh, Joe Smith, of course. Joe, how
1: the devils are you? Yeah. Oh, nicely done. Never it's gets the, it's old. It's a new one I'm trying. And
2: oh, yeah. from our friend over the from over the pond, even uh, John Shin. How we doing, John? Hey, what's going on? Pleasure to be back. What what time is it there? Uh, actually, it's eight. It's not too bad. Oh, in that case, yeah.
3: A you guys are giving me a little bit more time to get uh, get out of bed, so we're okay. <laughs>
2: It's usually 6am for John when we're filming these, so uh, he's had a bit of a lie in this morning. Um, we're going to get cracking on the obvious topic, which is Jaden Sancho. At the time recording, it looks like he's about to sign. There's talk and expectation and rumours and stories that he will get the number seven shirt. I'm going to ask you first, Joe. Yes. The number seven shirt, since Ronaldo left... I read it Cristiano somewhere. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo oh, yeah, left for United. Real Madrid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2009. I think that shirt, or the players occupying that mm-hmm. shirt, have scored a total of, I think, 15 league goals.
1: And you wouldn't have wanted any more in that time, <laughs> would you? 15, when you said, like, I knew it was a lot, but it, when you say 15, I it's I think it's 15, 15 yeah. It's really staggering, Does the amount it? of goals that they've managed <laughs> to score in that time. I mean, 15, what is that? An average of over one a season, which is... <laughs> For me, that's what you're looking for from a sort of a talisman, isn't it? (laughs) One got 1.5 goals a season, Um, brilliant. Um, Yeah, it's not been great, has it? Who who has been the uh, the owner of that shirt in that time? Valencia. We've had Michael Owen, Michael Owen, Owen. Memphis, Di Maria, Di Maria. Um, did Valencia yeah you this, said Valencia yeah Valencia had yeah. it and then was like oh I don't like this anymore you can have it back Sanchez of Take course and me. then Sanchez finally who looks t- like you said to be going uh, to Inter Milan um, uh, uh, roughly the same time that we are getting Jaden Sancho well, I didn't say
2: that you mean like you said I never said that well, uh,
1: alright <laughs> yeah, you're James putting Sancho words in my mouth well, I, I didn't say anything about James like Sancho bit. going to Inter Milan James so James what you're lying Sancho for is happening Jay soon Perizio yeah around. I was going to say <laughs> like you said that deal looks to be happening soon and at the same time, I am now saying right. that uh, Sanchez <laughs> looks to be going to Inter Milan. We'll have a word after this. Um, sure <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's one of them where it has been bad, has not it? And I don't, I wouldn't even blame the pressure of the shirt on any of them. Maybe Valencia, who came out and said, like, I don't want the shirt anymore. Put me back to what I was. Um, but other than that, I just think it's the players haven't been right. Like, Obviously, Owen, you know, he did all right for scored what he was worth. Goal. Yeah, he scored that goal. Scored a couple of goals in the Carlin Cup against... Barnsley uh, or Rotherham whoever it was Barnsley I was at that game um, he scored against Leeds as well I know yeah that. see he loves scoring against Yorkshire clubs um, but I just think we haven't picked the best players to, to take that role Memphis obviously was a young player who looked promising never quite did it for United Michael Owen what did you expect uh, Valencia gave it back uh, Sanchez and Di Maria they're ones we kind of think that shouldn't have happened um, but I just I don't know I reckon Sancho comes in give him the number seven don't worry about the pressure of the number 7 shirt he's already got, he's already got the pressure of being 100 million uh, pounds or whatever it is, he's already got the pressure of you know, being the thing that United fans have for so long talked about being the big sort of missing link in our attack as a right winger um, if you can handle that pressure number 7 is just a little bit extra on
2: top isn't it, I won't worry about it. What about you John, do you think that Jaden Sancho is, has got the, the sort of right attributes, the right personality to, to fill that number 7 shirt, the one that's been so problematic over the last 10 years?
3: It does, but I think there's an interesting choice of words. I think the word "filling" the the number seven shirt. I think that kind of needs to. As much as this might sound horrible, I don't. I don't think "filling" is the right word. I think there needs to be this new connotation to the number seven shirt. Of course, we, of course, we have to honor and respect and live up to the the greatest expectations of players. You know, over the over the years of uh, history that we have with the number seven shirt, but. With that being said, I kind of agree with what Joe is saying. I think it's it'll also be a nice maybe not a change of pace, but it should be a nice new uh, a new era to to try and uh to instate that new number 7 uh, meaning for somebody like Jaden Sancho. And you know, these young kids to come out and and uh you know, honor that number 7 is is a huge honor in itself, but I don't think adding extra pressure by saying, "Oh, you need to be like Ronaldo, you need to be like You know, Beckham, you need to be like these old players and live up to their legacy. I don't think that's necessarily all that healthy. I think what we need is to try and push this this language of, hey, you guys are leading this new wave. You guys are leading this new era, this new charge, these new youngsters with – Martial, Rashford, you know, Sancho, Greenwood, you name it, you know, I think you guys are gonna be at the helm of this new era. And I think that's more the language we should push, rather than the whole, oh, you're gonna live, you know, the names of Antonio Valencia, Di Maria and Michael Owen, you know what I mean? Like jokes aside, you're gonna to wanna to try and allow them to, you know, create their own little history.
2: Mm-hmm. Big boots to fill. What do you mm-hmm. what do you think? Um do you think that we do put too much sort of I don't know too much attention towards that the, that number shirt because of the likes of Cantona and Beckham and Ronaldo or do you think do you think it is a little bit sort of over overplayed how important that is for I Manchester think, United
4: I think we the number seven's kind of had that history behind it and we tried to do it a bit with the number 11 like we were like after giggs it's like who will carry on giggs's le- legacy but it's like bringing it back to that shirt it's kind of like it is just a number and I feel like some players have got in their heads about it age is just a number yeah. a right. we're not bringing that back <laughs> not from the last Devils podcast we were on Whatever. Um, but <laughs> it is players need to stop getting their heads about it I mean the thing is is we say the 15 goals thing but I don't I, I, I said think this, it's 15 goals I, think I said I this before Di Maria wasn't actually League goals that bad in it he got four goals I think it was 11 assists in the season which is not a he started off well then he got player of the month I think in his yeah. first
2: and Memphis did as well I think both De Maria and Memphis were player of the month yeah, in the he first did that lovely season. chip uh, against first, Leicester first before month, he got sorry. sent off um, a lovely and chip. then the wheels came off
4: yeah so I don't think he did that badly I mean, it, I mean yeah we have this expectation but we should have that expectation on every player to perform as well as that so it's it shouldn't be put on the person who's wearing the number seven to be the person who carries us forward and everything like that. It should be the whole team should do their jobs and we should win.
1: <laughs> and also, United have had plenty of good players with in a lot of numbers as well. Like our number tens haven't been bad. Like there's a, there's an elite list of people to join there with Rooney, Van Roy, Dennis Law. Like it's, the number seven gets so much attention, but it's just because we've had good players. In a lot of positions, like we've got, we've had very good number twos, we've had very good number ones, we've had good number five, like it's number 16s. All, all most of the numbered shirts have had world class players playing for them because we've been a good team for so long. So, the pressure of number seven, I think, is, I don't know, it just, I don't. Does it? How much do you think it weighs on the
4: players? I don't know. But I think, hopefully I think, I think it's just that like, it's that superstar. Like whoever's ever always been the number seven has probably been one of our best players, if not our best player. I, like I, yeah. best Cantona. Mm. It's Becker, weird though because Ronaldo. like
2: some of those players, like Best, people forget Best wore eleven a lot of the time, yeah, yeah. As well, in the sixties, people yeah. would change it yeah. like D- Bobby Charlton and
1: used to wear different numbers. You no know,
2: Beckham's first number I think was twenty four, mm. but for me, number seven became a thing with Ronaldo, yeah, and it was like because he said he didn't even realize when he got the, given the shirt, and then it was like, oh well, Beckham's at it, Robson's at it, Cameron yeah, exactly, had. and it became, and then obviously the whole CR brand, yeah, yeah the CR seven thing, it did be a bit, it went a bit sort of more commercial. Uh, the number aside. John, how excited are you at the prospect of Jaden Sancho coming to Old Trafford?
3: I mean, you guys know over the course of the year or so that we've been talking about Jaden Sancho, I've I've come on numerous podcasts, numerous videos, and I've told, I've said, "Jay, clip me up. I don't care. We're picking up Jaden Sancho. You can, if we don't get him, and it's you guys can blame me all you want. I I just I can't I can't even I can't even imagine how how exciting the football can be next year. I mean. We've been needing young talent for a long time. We've had good young talent, but we continue to need to bolster the squad uh, given the competition around us. And Jaden Sancho is one of those players that are super exciting. He he's got a, a, a world of potential ahead of him, and he just needs to keep his head down and, and you know continue working. But the quality alongside Rashford and Martial, man, that front three with Mason Greenwood continuously knocking, oh man, that's gonna be an, an exciting, exciting. Exciting front line to watch, and I just can't wait. I mean, just, just the emotional roller coaster that Manchester United fans have had, not just over the course of the decade, but just in this season itself, has been an up and down roller coaster. So, for us to be able to end on a potential high with potential to even end higher and, and start the next season with somebody like Jaden Sancho in, in the squad, I mean, that, that's just a dream come true, honestly.
2: Is there any? airing on the side of caution here, Joe, or is it just low? He's going to be amazing, like John said. John has been waxing lyrical <laughs> about him since th- the, the late 90s. Yeah. So, when <laughs> is was there born. any... Yeah, before he was born, that's how much John rates him. Um, is there any part of the things... Oh, you know, I don't know. Could this stifle Greenwood or do we need some nah, lower I don't expectations worry about the, or anything anything like that? Or is it all just positive?
1: I think it's all just positive. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about stifling Greenwood. You need more than one good player in each position. Um, and we we certainly need it. Greenwood, who's been sensational this season, isn't a right winger. No, you're right. right and, he, and, and he can play there and maybe while he's you know he's not maybe strong or he doesn't quite have the physicality to, to play as a number nine. Uh, maybe a right-wing position suits him better. We saw that with Marshall when he was younger. We saw that. Uh, well, we've seen that with, with many players. You start as a winger or you're a striker when you're a kid and then you have to move out wide sometimes and sometimes you stay out wide. Um, but I don't think having another right-winger is going to be a problem. We haven't really got any. No, That's the thing to remember. We don't have any. We've had Mata playing there for a few years who isn't a right-winger. We've had Jesse Lingard playing there. We've had Dan James playing there who uh, is, a, is technically a left-winger, but he can play there. Um we need, we need a right winger, and, and just because we've got one player who plays quite well there in Mason Greenwood, that doesn't mean that, oh, well, that's sorted then. You need more than one good player in every position anyway. Um, but I'd, my only concern maybe about the age is, whilst it's great to say, look how good this team will be in four years when Martial's 20, 28 and Rashford's 26 and Greenwood's 25, and uh, sorry, Greenwood's 22 and um, and Sancho's 25, you look around Europe and you look in the, in history and there aren't too many teams that win a lot of trophies with a front six that's got an average or a front five that's got an average age of 23 um, and not saying that we can't win stuff or you never win anything with kids because you know how that turns out but I do maybe think we need to pepper in a, a couple more um, slightly more experienced players I think we did that with Maguire quite well but you know, Wan-Bissaka 21, Lingard 25, which is still pretty young for a centre-back, uh, Maguire 27, who's, like I said, he's one of the more experienced players in the squad. We've got Matic, who's obviously over 30. We've got De Gea, who's over 30, and that's it. And I'm not saying we need an older team, but, uh, you know, at some point, those average ages, look at the top teams, their average age tends to be 28, 29, when you start winning those big uh, trophies. And that's still six years away I from think, most of these uh, players.
2: Make a point. I think the thing that, you know, you mentioned that you can't win anything with kids thing, and people always go on about 1996 yeah and it's it's sort of taking on this new narrative with the whole class of 92 thing yeah but 96 we won that title because of people like Roy Keane, Gary Palliser, Steve Bruce, Peter Schmeichel, Eric Cantona, yeah. Eric Cantona was on like a one-man crusade to almost take us to that double towards yeah. the end of the season and he was in his late 20s so yes players like Beckham, Scholes, the Nevilles, mm. um Giggs all played the part obviously but but it was more, a lot of it was those experienced players yeah. because, you know, our defensive record towards the end of the season, we won loads mm. of games 1-0. Eric scored the goal and the defence got, obviously got the clean sheet and the defence's average age was like 29, 30 mm. and Eric was in his late 20s. So it wasn't just about children. And I'm not uh, in any way suggesting don't
1: sign Sancho because No, I get young. where you're coming from, I think from, it's great that he's young. We might yeah. have him for 10 years. Uh, I just think if we want to win the big trophies in the next 20, 24 months or two years or whatever... Uh, they're so young, I'm referring to them in months like the are babies. I was going to say 24 he's, he's months. He's 24 months a, is old. A, is a rogue um, choice. Uh, but if we want to start winning stuff, I think we maybe need to fill in, you know, a central midfielder who's a bit got a bit more experience or a left back or a centre back or whoever it may be that just has a bit more experience. Those mid to late 20s players were kind of lacking. We've got Pogba, we've got um, Fernandez who's 26, but other than that, it's, it's a very inexperienced front line, isn't it?
2: I mean, you're right. I mean, it pains me to say it, but you look at the Scousers yeah. and, um what sort of helped them get over the line. You know, they bought Van Dijk, I think it was mid-20s. Um, 27, I think it was. 27. Right. James Milner was a massive influence on them. He'd mm-hmm. obviously had that experience, won titles in his 30s. Um, Casey, how far off do you think we are from ta- challenging from the title? I'm going to move the subject Yeah, Casey. So. Casey. Yeah. Don't
4: you know, go, go on, give me an easy question. Jay. Well, if, you know. <laughs> when are we going to win the league, When are we going to win the league
2: title? Tell me now, and this will get clips up. It's Give us a
4: season. Yeah. It's hard to say. Oh, because Obviously. Say it, <laughs> just say it anyway. The team with Sancho, the front line looks like it's sorted. Like mm-hmm. Joe said, it's finally we actually have someone who can play on the wing playing on the wing. Because the thing is, we've been playing Matter and Lingard there who just pre- preoccupy and go into the number 10 spot mm-hmm. sort of thing. We've had Di Maria and and We bought both of them. We stuck them in the middle. And Sorry
1: to interrupt you, but remember as well, we've only just got a proper right back this season. Like we didn't have a right back or a wh- right wing for a few years. We had Valencia playing there, who was a converted winger, yeah. who was a good right back. Then we had Young, so that right side's been, you know, sorely uh, sort of underdeveloped. Sorry, go on.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to say that. Thank you, Joe, for that got interesting point system. and get it uh, and supplement my field. argument. Uh, but the midfield looks like it—it's the first team's good, but it definitely needs squad depth, I think, because I squad I, goals, as I've said multiple times. In like fan cams and stuff. Once Pogba and Fernandes come out of that midfield, you kind of lose a lot of creativity. So you need someone who can prop that up a lot. And that's what. Uh, Liverpool do well is that their midfield, however, it's more functional than creative. Well, you
2: mentioned the scouts
4: as well. I was like, have not doing anything? I'm sorry, you brought them in. he said yeah, win the know. league Such and things. they are the champions. <laughs> they are current, they're current champions, Gosh. but they're, they've got a functional midfield. But they can rotate anyone yeah. out of that midfield and put someone in. Like they can take Henderson out, put in Fabinho, they can take out Wijnaldum, they can put in oxlade Chamberlain. Like there's a there's always someone else who mm. does the job as well as the player that you just. Call him
2: Wijnaldum? Is that, is, is that
4: his name? Wijnaldum. Right. Sorry, That's God. how. Steve says
1: Widge probably. Steve's <laughs> probably we said
4: S- S- Wijnaldum on. like like I'm not one for I, <clears throat> pronunciation I think we need another centre back and I feel like we need a season to bed in with those players mm-hmm. and see what happens and maybe get used to playing in the Champions League again and having that high level competition and challenging in cups and stuff like that but I can, I can see us challenging in a few years in Definitely. a few years maybe two
2: Right, okay. So twenty twenty. will win the league. willing to put it all on the line yeah. with that prediction. John, you're the most positive guy I've ever met. Go on. When are we going to win the league? <laughs>
3: I was going to say, I was also going to say two years. Um, two years? That's being optimistic, though. You have to understand, you know, we're coming out of a, a pandemic here. Economically, financially, all the clubs are across the board are going to be rattled. Um, And, you know, Manchester United are not a club that's going to be, you know... Uh, absolved of this problem as well you know I'm sure we're probably having financial situations as well however that being said ideally speaking optimistic from an optimistic standpoint let's say we were to continue investing like potentially like a Jaden Sancho let's say we are continuing to you know up the ante here with respect to bolstering the squad two years you know it, it sounds crazy maybe given given how crazy Manchester City and Liverpool have been over the over the course of the past few years maybe it does sound crazy but it also doesn't sound too bad if we can continue to um, build a squad with the with the uh, with the momentum that we have. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I live with like, I live with a Liverpool roommate. We talk about Liverpool all the time, unfortunately, and I understand and I and I I get smacked, I get slammed in the face with how good they are. I understand that, and we're still far, we're still miles miles and miles away. But it doesn't hurt to dream, doesn't it? I mean you know prior to prior to David Moyes Louis van Gaal you know Jose Mourinho we've had moments where we we did dream I and mean, we've had moments where we were like ah, we could do it we could do it we've lined up being Barcelona in the Champions League final we got smacked but we still dreamed you know what i mean like why can't we i can dream about two. i can dream about a potential title run in 2 years why not i mean we were dreaming about it when fucking when
2: Zlatan and Pogba was smashing it why, why can't we dream about it now no 100% i mean yeah all joking aside, I think you are, is sort of you've got to be realistic. We are, what, 30-odd points behind the, yeah, the, the top. Yeah, but that goes away dead easy.
4: Look how
1: far City are behind you've Liverpool. You've really convinced City, Joe. Joe City, was cheering no, your name me. while you were
4: talking. I was cheering
1: your name, but because I agree, not because you convinced me, but you have convinced me a little bit as well. So <laughs> look how far, like, City beat Liverpool last season. They're 20-plus points behind them this season. It doesn't take much for a huge... Chasm of points to be filled or to be fallen into by the team who are, who are above them. If, if, if Liverpool have a couple of injuries next season, not this year, we're not going to win anything this year. Or we might win something, but as in the 2020-21 season, we're not going to win the league next season. But Liverpool's average squad age is like 29. Yeah. So they're going to either start have to start selling players or giving those players a one last contract or bringing new players in. It doesn't look like they're going to be strengthening too much again this season based on what Klopp said. And... As good as Liverpool have been and they've been very consistent and there was that whole thing of 99 points out of a potential 105 that they'd won at one point around Christmas time. But we've seen with, with Man City this season, we've seen it with Manchester United a couple of years ago, you have a big change or at least you know one of your major, major players is injured for a large portion of the season and you can drop 20 points. 20 points is confidence and is a couple of injuries. It's not like, oh, we've lost our whole squad and we've still only dropped six points. We've, we, it's been proven multiple times that... It doesn't take too much disruption for a team to drop 20 points on the, on the points teller they, they had the season before. And as we've seen with Liverpool, it doesn't take that many signings, if they are the right signings, for a team to gain 20, 30 points on where they had been. And Liverpool had been stuck around you know, 60, 70 points for the best part of 30 years. And then all of a sudden, what, 95 points and then 99 points. Like, it didn't take that much. It took a good manager and, the right, and three or four of the right signings. But
2: took, I get where you're coming from, but it took Klopp. What, five and a half years to get there? Yeah. So, would it not say Ollie something similar, do you think?
1: Well, maybe. I mean, listen, yeah, I'd want I I you
2: two to be right and say, you know. 2022 20, we're lifting the title I'm Nine not saying we're going to lift Fergie the title Jay the, the cynic is killing everyone's fun I'm
1: not, <laughs> killing I'm fun. not necessarily I'm say saying we're going to yeah. lift the
2: title I think would, you, would you expect uh, to take five years to uh, win the title I think he's a realistic I question I think all you can ask is a title
1: challenge yeah. and then what happens in those final weeks and those final games comes down to the temperament of the players a bit of luck, good luck with injuries you know, you're know, playing against sides that are in bad form when you happen to play them, that sort of thing, but a title challenge is the thing that if you've done that, like Liverpool did last season, yeah. that was almost as successful a season as this season, except they didn't quite win it. I mean, that in was a ridiculous amount that. of points
2: to, to not win exactly. the title, which made it all the more... Well, so if we're pushing for funnier, a title challenge, this season after the next, fact that they didn't
1: win a title because of John Stone, yeah. which is quite funny. <laughs> but you just got to get in that position where you, if you push for a title three seasons in a row, generally you win one of them. We yeah. saw that with, we saw that with City. It might come down to a team bottling it in front of you, it. it might come down to an exceptional run of form that wins you the league, like we saw with City last season. Uh, those what was it, thirteen games in a row they won or something at the end of the yeah, year? Yeah, it was ridiculous. But like Liverpool, they've sort of plodded away, getting excellent points, excellent points. In this season, they could
2: have won the league with you know ten points, one, fifteen points one, less than one, they did. One thing they've done, and you mentioned it, is stick they, around. They've built like they got the sort of the front three in order. Yeah. They, they bolster the defence. You mentioned they give themselves options in midfield. If you're only, only going to Solskjaer now, what's UK say, what's your next priority? Because, all right, your attack line now, I think, is pretty much done. It'd be, maybe you might bring in a strike. I'd be very surprised if we did. Mm. He spent a lot on defence. I'm not saying he's finished there. What's, what's your next priority if you're only going to Solskjaer? What's the next signing you'd think, right, this is the most important area I need to strengthen?
4: So, obviously, the Sancho's deal is on its way. We it's hope. 96% we done. We are we are very very hopeful 96%. that Sancho is coming. Ninety six point five. You improve the defense in terms of you get a different centre back to Lindelof and Maguire because they are the same player. I've said this however many times. You cannot have them both on the pitch because they will make a mistake eventually. That's the thing. But then you look at the team because when you look at the teams that were successful under Ferguson, you had maybe two three players in every position who were as good as each other, and you were like, yeah, fight for it, yeah. do whatever you want. Like if you're the best player, you'll play. But fight for it, and then it ended up with like Ever, Vidic, Ferdinand, all that. But then you had obviously Wes Brown had some fantastic games. You had John O'Shea who had fantastic games. I mean, they're not the same standard, but you can't like out of that sort of boiling pot, mm. you had like Vidic and Ferdinand. Were like we are not letting anyone go past us because we know that the manager will drop us for someone else, no matter what, if we make a mistake. So it's the sort of thing is you need to create a squad where, yeah you might have to bring in some more younger or hungry players underneath Fernandes and Pogba, but be like, to Fernandes and Pogba, like, you drop the standard, you'll get replaced. Like, you will get replaced. For I a- don't
2: even think it's necessarily you drop the standard. I get where you're coming from, but like, Rio and Vidic, realistically, were never in danger of getting dropped, but they got to a point where they missed games. Mm. Rio's had, you know, numerous injuries over the years. Yeah, the- and, you know, 2008, when we won the double... I remember I think it was against Barcelona where it was was it Wes came in at centre back mm-hmm. and if he played right back all season yeah. and I think Owen Hargreaves was at right back and it was one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen from Manchester United side. So get where you know you do have you need yeah, options.
4: You need that sort of thing, but then also you need options like you said when injuries. The, the thing is, is that we have we are building a good team. They then need to look at ma- making a good squad. Because you look at like you can say now who can do Pogba's job if Pogba comes out of the team. You're looking at your ball players, you're looking at Fred. Who can't do the same sort of passes as Pogba, mm. and then you're looking at going down even further as Andres Pereira, and it just kind of drops off slightly. So, so is
2: to, what? if Sorry to interrupt. Your job, but if it, your next signing would be what, a midfielder center. or a centre back?
4: Um, my next signing would be a centre back. Mm. Centre back, because I feel like we need to, like I said, we need to take Maguire. Maguire's the, the starting centre back he's never right. got he's not going anywhere and Linda Loss is, is the cover of that centre back right. that's the sort of thing they're both the same sort of player they both should rotate with each other and that sort of thing you need a physical centre back to um, complement him Bayou would have been the perfect choice if he wasn't made of glass sort of thing and it's unfortunate that he is but the thing is you can't rely on him you can't re- say you can't go through a season and be like I am happy to have Eric Bayer as my starting centre back because in five games he might have a knee injury and be out for ten or fifteen. You've got to get someone in who you are saying. I'm happy that he will play majority of the games. And if Eric Bi there, and we need him to fill in for two or three games, we can rely on him to do that because then there's less risk on that sort mm. of scenario happening where we're left with a makeshift defence. Of so, I say centre back, and then I'd go into defensive midfield. Then I'd probably, I would. Starting a striker in terms of rotation, if you can get one, is good, but that's not a massive priority because obviously we're going to lose a Gallo. So maybe having a third choice striker isn't the worst, but there's other options for that. I'd go for someone to uh, be behind Fernandez in terms of creativity as a, as a number 10, a creative number 10, that you can either rotate with Fernandez or because we've seen as he's getting more tired in these, in these games, we're not going to have a scenario again where the game's back up as they have since lockdown. But you can see once he needs a rest he's been a little he's been a little off the boil especially in those last two or three games
2: yeah no 100 percent. go on then he said center back followed by a midfielder followed by number 10 followed yeah. by possibly a striker i think in that order i would I think, go, go I defensive right. midfielder exactly.
1: first i think if, if we can get if, if chris morley comes back and as, as sad as it is to, to say for from his perspective, I think he'd be, opinion, he's a better rotation than Phil Jones and he's more reliable physically than Eric Byers. is. Um, <laughs> right, I agree. Which is crazy <laughs> to say because Chris Morland <laughs> was but big uh, for the. Long st- time. Is John, John's a big Chris Morland fan. I'm John? a big Chris Morland fan. I think Chris.
3: Uh,
1: I'll, I I still think he was the second best centre back in the league under Van Gaal behind Vincent Kompany. That's that one season he outperformed everyone except Vincent. Oh my, my God! Somebody I've put some respect
3: I'm, on Joe's name. This is what I'm talking you. about. What the hell has Joe been all my life? Yeah, oh, exactly. let's
2: go, Joe. Keep all it. All right. well, every...
1: As a backup, though, I'd have him, and I don't necessarily buy into the whole Lindelof and Maguire can't play together because they have played together this season. We've had the most clean sheets in Europe. We've had the second best defence in England. We've uh, we've lost only. Uh, uh, more games than Liverpool. Everyone else, we've we've lost less than. I think defensively, you know we've been Ste-
2: good. to steal a macaron here. I'm allowed to say it as well. Lindelof was my player of the year for 2018-2019. Yeah, I think he was. I think he's been I good think over I think the course of that season, both for Jose and Nolte. He was very consistent. Yeah. unlike some of the others. And I
1: think one of the reasons that they've struggled in certain games, especially earlier parts of the season and at the very end of the season, is because the players in front of them were either lacking in quality or lacking in fitness um, and during the time when we had our best ch- our best choice midfield who were fit and, and, and healthy uh, they we hardly conceded at all for that for about 14 games we conceded three goals after Christmas and um, and I don't think the defence is the problem necessarily. I think... the I'm glad you mentioned it before about uh, Eric Bayer being injured and in the physicality of... Uh, sorry, being available physically. One thing that n- never really gets taken into account, or it does, but it's kind of brushed to one side as, oh, it's just, you know, a bit of luck... Injuries is such a massive key to winning the league and being lucky with injuries. It's it's so huge and it's and it's unfair because you can't coach it. It's not the man, It's not up to the managers. Certain players are excellent players, but if they're not playing, it doesn't matter. We've had our best player injured for nine months this season. Liverpool. Look at the teams who won the league. City had problems this season, have, having won the league easily or not easily. But with loads of points but last year, y- yeah. they've dropped loads because of one player being injured. That was Laporte, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Because you look at Bruins season, the season before didn't? Yeah. they we're able to
2: manage it. We're able to manage it. Better, but
1: better, it depends who's injured, obviously. Yeah. But you look at Leicester, the season they won the league, no injuries. Liverpool,
4: no injuries. I, it's huge. I, I, I take, I'll take a point of someone who's not in the title challenge. But if you actually look at it the way it is, Southampton did very well in the back half of the yeah. season. They got where they were with Danny Ings, getting 22 goals in every season prior to this he's been an injury exactly. pro player if you, you got injured for any it's, part it, in that season they would I think one done. of the
1: reasons people don't focus on injuries is because it isn't coachable and it is luck and you don't want to sort of spend all your time worrying about luck but I think the fact that Harry Maguire played every single minute this season in the Premier League is absolutely massive to the reason why we conceded 30 less goals in 5 more games this season than we did last year
2: John what do you reckon if you're Ollie, um where's your priority Joe sort of said that he doesn't think the defence is as bad as been made out. Obviously, you know we, we are. I think if we do get injuries, you can't account for that. But if someone like Pod or Bruno is missing, it's we're in a little bit of trouble. So where would you be prioritising if you're only going to Solskjaer and you are kicking down Edward Wood's door right now? Who are you who are you demanding?
3: You know, I think Joe was spot on, but just to add on to that, I think availability is so crucial. You know, we're not even talking about quality. We're talking about availability. It doesn't matter if you play a 10 out of 10 every game. If you're not available, you're not available. And that whole bit about Pogba was spot on. We were missing it for so long. Um, And and to add what Casey was saying, there are teams around us over the past few years even that have shown that, you know, if you have the proper replacements, especially in in the world of football, where there's just so many games week in, week out, Mm You have to have the right squad and the right replacements to be able to adjust the squad and do well and to continue to perform. Uh, we've seen that in, uh, with the likes of Spurs over the course of the few years. Now, they haven't done well, um, in my particular opinion, with, with, uh, post-Pochettino, but just before Pochettino left, especially even when they were going against that, you know, that title run against Leicester, even in that Champions League run that they had uh, up until the final. Harry Kane was gone. Harry Kane is one of those guys that are out is out like almost every other day. This guy has has one of the most unfortunate uh, availability records. And Sonny stepped in and deputized in that forward role. You know, squads like that always have ideas in terms of how they either replace in terms of uh, players coming in from the squad to just deputize or shift things around and fill in other areas. Manchester United, we have. a a decent squad in terms of replacement but on an availability basis we're still behind you know we're talking about the fact that phil jones is still around is absolutely unbelievable i mean this guy look i'm gonna say it again just for you for you haters out there i like phil jones the guy i think he's done great service for us but the fact that he's Fact that he has knees made out of glass, the, the the shittiest glass on the planet, it just goes to show how thin we are in terms of squad uh, availability. Eric Bai unfortunately, has the quality, but you know has a really poor injury record. Let's say something unfortunate were to happen to Lindelof, uh, sorry, Lindelof or um, uh, McGuire, where we're going to miss them for a whole chunk. We're not going to have We're not going to allow ourselves to rely on a Phil Jones or an Eric Bai to come in there and slot in. That just creates unnecessary panic. It creates unnecessary stress. One of the reasons why we missed Pogba for so long this season, uh, this past season, was because he had an injury niggle. We brought him back on. We brought him back on. He stepped out again. And then when he returned, Ole just decided to just throw him into the mix immediately. Throw him just without, you know, any sort of build up into the, 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 the recovery, if you will. The return, if you will. And... Um, And, you know, in in Ole's defense, he had no choice. He had to throw him in. We were were, um, in a bit of a pressure. But things like that added to more pressure and added to more you know, trauma because we, we ended up losing Pogba for even longer. We ended up losing Rashford for a bit there too. So we have to add players. I'm sorry. It it might've been, if I went on a tangent, but we have to add players based on availability. And I think center back is definitely a position that we continue to need to bolster and we continue to need to refine. We need to refine. I think that's more of a better word. We can add numbers in midfield. We can add numbers in attack and, and then maybe there we can worry about quality. But purely from an availability perspective, we need to add to the centre-back position immediately. And that's the most biggest concern for me.
2: I'll just ask you this, John. You say about adding a centre-back, and everyone mm-hmm. sort of mentioned it, and I get where you're coming from. But is there a danger? I mean, I, what worries me is we're going to go out and we're going to get a player. You know, we've been linked with a lad from Leo and, and a couple of others as well. who we were like £27 million players. And it's like, if we bring them in, are they better than Axel Tuanzebe? Are they better than Eric Bailly? Or are we just swapping... One seven out of ten defender for another seven out of ten defender. Do you get where I'm coming to? Do we need to go out and, and go big, or is it just a case of bolstering the squad with another defender who's probably at Axel's level?
3: You know, I completely, uh, I completely empathise with the uh, with the fans uh, on on that on that respect. And while I love our youth players, while I love Axel, I love you know Timothy Fossumets. I love these guys. I think they've, I think they definitely have the potential. But if if they're not getting games and if they're not being allowed to sort of thrive and get their opportunities more, um, maybe behind the scenes there are people who think that they just don't have what it takes. Who knows? I mean, nobody knows what they what the discussions are uh, in, the, in the back end office. But we just need to sign somebody that's going to be able to give us a bit of a more assurance. And if um, they don't believe in in the quality or the potential of uh, Timbo or Axel or any of these players, then we have to sign them. I I, I agree that I personally don't see right now, unfortunately, uh, maybe this might be controversial, but I just don't think that they have the quality to, to, to add to that, that potential, if you will. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily think that Axel is going to be able to come in and do a similar job to Victor or Harry uh, with, with all due respect. I, I love Axel to death, but I just think we need somebody else in that echelon. I just I just don't think they're they're ready. And I, I don't like using that word because we sang that song about Jesse Lingard for years and he's the most youngest senior player we have in the squad. And and granted, you know, he's gonna give us maybe a different season next year. But I just don't think Axel or Timbo is there yet, and I think if we're gonna try and build a squad that's gonna be potentially, ti- you know, challenging for something, challenging for a title, challenging for a cup, challenging for a trophy, we need to add a bit more quality in that respect, if you will. I don't know if if I said that correctly, Jay.
2: No, I get it. And there's always a, everyone's reluctant, and myself included, to doubt or question mm. players that have come through the academy and are still relatively young, but. I mean, you know, this was meant to be for me, the season where Axel proved his worth. And just because of injuries, he's not had a chance. And he may have missed that chance. I don't know. It remains to be seen. Um, In that sort of vein, looking at the Europa, we've got the Europa coming up now. The squad's been named. I know we've got injuries and stuff, but youngsters are getting a chance. Do you think that this is going to be a competition, Casey, for to to give the youngsters a chance throughout it? Because I know the first game is obviously against LASK. Um, well, we're, we're, what are we, 5-0 up? 5-0 five. Five up. Oh, no. It's at Old Trafford. I mean, even the most cynical, pessimistic United fan like myself can't see us messing this one up. Um, so, my point is, does he keep with the youngsters throughout this competition, or is it just a, give them a game now, or, and then we'll, we'll bring in the, the more experienced players as we get into the tournament in Germany?
4: I feel like this first game you can do whatever you want, really. You can put as many youngsters in as you think. You can put in Ted and Meng. Could me and
2: Joe get a game?
4: If you wanted to. If I played
1: up front and Jay played... uh, Right wing, yeah, right wing. 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 Would United get knocked out?
2: Could the other nine players carry us through to just only lose Uh, 4-0? 4-1, I'd score a
4: penalty. Yeah, Joe scores a penalty. I think he'd be touching go.
1: You honestly think we'd lose? (laughs) If you put full-strength team and me and Jay in, we'd still beat LASK. (laughs) And that's no disrespect to them. If I mean, them I don't, to be net, fair, I'd only
3: do 10 You can't say words, that and
2: say no disrespect to LASK. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Actually, a forty-year-old 40 who's never remotely played lot any of decent disrespect. level of football, a lot. A a lot of, of, and Joe who <laughs> with, doesn't take it very seriously—quite
1: frankly, a lot <laughs> <think> of disrespect <laughs> to LASK. Uh, <laughs> we'd still win that match.
4: Carry on, Casey. Well, the, yeah, sorry, we are not what do that. If you put me in, we might lose. True. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Joe, we played five aside once. This yeah, all right. Cruel, I'm again. messing yeah, I'm about. Let's move mate, on. Don't uh, make sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but you, you look at that <laughs> team, and you can put whatever youngsters in. I think you've got you've got five nil. No, no matter what that result is, no one's unless we lose by more than five goals, maybe six, obviously to put us out. Then no one's going to bat an eye at whatever happens in that match. You can put in whatever youngsters you want. Mm-hmm. The youngsters should do the thing. I'd like to see a Gallo get a couple of games since because it's like he's going to be leaving at the end of this thing and I feel like he, he's done well in Europa so far so he deserves to have his chances there. Uh, Mason will probably play, as I said, Ted and Mengi, James Garner, all them lot get their chances. But as we go further on in the competition, I feel like it just depends. You can probably put youngsters in but I feel like it's still a chance to win silverware and a chance to win silverware so is always...
2: Would you mix it up or would you, do you go, I would, go... What's the word? Go words? Go big or go home, is it? Go um, hard I, w- go I wouldn't.
4: On. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say what go whatever. big or go hard. Yeah, go big okay. or go hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's you know uh, what? I
2: mean. <laughs> uh, do you think though? Semi-final. All he's looking at, it going, yeah. Uh, or quarters, <laughs> even going. This is silverware. Top three in silverware Ooh. is an amazing season for me.
4: I feel like you always have to look at silverware as if you have a chance at silverware, you go for it. You don't mess about. Like I would say, you have to. There's a there's a, a line you can play where it's just like we can play some youngsters but we still have to take this seriously we can't be like oh just all the under 18s play Yeah. so right. I feel like players should play like Fernandez. maybe rest for two games then mm. play again that's what
2: I was saying the other way yeah. uh, Marcus and Fernandez are the ones that I think need the rest the most
4: mm, yeah definitely but players like Greenwood I feel like Greenwood wants to play I feel like Garner I feel like Pogba should probably be given a rest seeing as how he was injured and then just kind of came back and played every game mm. So it's oh.
2: I think I see Cam
4: messing around with the cameras out in the corner of my
2: eye. Um right, so uh, what what do you reckon?
1: I, th- I yeah, the first game's just gonna be absolute wild west. Me Players who you don't babies. remember that you played for the <laughs> club. Alexis Sanchez might get a game. Players that will be uh, on MUTV in years. Chris Smalling, yeah. Chris Mullins turning it up. <laughs> the States, and it's a good chance for the as well. We're acting like it's just a nothing game. For some of these players, this is the second time, you know, in Laird, assuming he plays, this might be the second time he's ever played for Man United. Like, the, this is, these are huge games. This is a huge game for certain people. Um, obviously, in terms of the club and uh, as a fan base, it's maybe not the most enthralling of matches. It's a, essentially a dead fixture. But for these players, this is the difference between. A five grand a week contract and a ten grand a week contract if you play well, and this is the second. You know, this is a big game for these for these lads. So I, I don't want to downplay that much, but I think <coughs> the tournament as a whole, Ole has to sort of slowly ring the qua- the cloth of
2: quality. Yeah. Slowly ring, just slowly You, you can't see this, John, but uh, Joe is doing hand actions. Slowly ring the cloth so of quality yeah. yeah. in the
1: bucket. So ring. as we go. We, we get more and more the, the, the next round you it's may be thank round. you next round you may be bringing uh, Pogba or uh, Shaw or wan yeah. these sorts of players and then the, if we get to the semi-final then you've got almost a full strength I feel like you take this first be, game it's is
4: like if you play well in this first game we might put you on the bench or will start you in later games yeah. you need to actually try and win well yeah anything. if you know
1: if Ethan Laird has an excellent game or uh, you know, Ted and Mengi has an excellent game you might play in the quarter-final uh, and then if you have another next excellent game you might play in the semi-final but I think we've got to bring players back Solskjaer needs a trophy um, and he knows as much as anyone I like to say with with Solskjaer that he he seems to put the club first he puts United ahead of himself a lot of times or at least he makes it seem that way which is something that we haven't had for a long time as a manager in a manager should I say United Uh, but I think for his own sake get the Europa League get a major trophy um that would be massive for him and, and his legacy at united and the confidence of the team under him at united so yeah slowly ring the, the the cloth of quality as the tournament goes on and by the end
2: full can, strength we, can team. we
4: get on a t-shirt or a towel, a towel would be great.
2: Um, i'll sort out tonight um john oh hang on a minute i've got tier one podcast on the screen oh, it's, no, it's gone. Still right? um john. Not, to pl- not to subtly plug that yeah <laughs> check it out good guys coming up this week um john what do you reckon do you reckon ollie should slowly ring the cloth of quality? As Joe said, or should he uh, go big or go hard?
1: <laughs> there are your two options. Those oh, are your options, Sean. No, yeah. no Which options. one is it? Go soft or go home. That's the yes. third option.
2: Yes. What do you reckon? <laughs> you know, I've been saying
3: that uh, there was... I think it was the game against Wolves in the FA Cup, or I forgot what it was, but there was a moment where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer really had a test where he was going to either rest a whole bunch of his players and focus on the Prem, or... Mm-hmm or fight on both fronts. And it was a gamble. And I think he gambled a bit poorly and we kind of stretched ourselves thin and we were fortunate to have, you know, you know finished the, the Premier League on a potential high. But given that the season's pretty much done, um, it would also be, it'd be logical to say, let's just push, go hard or go home, not go big or go hard, go hard or go home. but. I think it still is important that we take care of the players. I know the summer break is coming up, but given the potential Cup run that we'll have, I think maybe down the down the spine we should rest the key players. You know, you you uh, you guys mentioned Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandez, Harry Maguire. These three names—they've been running and gunning for so long and for so hard. You could tell. You could tell the 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 legs were just giving up on Bruno Fernandes and he wasn't even trying to show it, which made it that much more painful to watch. I mean, this guy was so goddamn tired on that pitch and he was running and he was running like his life depended on it. And while that's appreciated, we still have to be very careful about how we treat these players in their health uh, situations. You know, I mentioned it before, uh, to Solskjaer gambled with Pogba returning too early made him go back and get even more, uh, a, a bigger surgery and take even longer. Some say he needed to have that surgery before. I don't care what it is. He brought him back early. And, you know, whether or not it was the right or wrong decision, he couldn't protect Pogba in that situation. And we risked it. He couldn't protect Rashford's health in that situation. And he risked it. We don't need to take that kind of risk. We're 5-0 up. Right now isn't isn't the the time where we go hard or go home. But this is the time where we sort of mix in the crowd, bring in those young players like uh, Joe mentioned, give them the opportunity. This is the 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 chance of their lifetime to get themselves Mm -hmm. even closer uh, to get themselves one step closer to the first team squad uh, to the first team and get themselves one step closer to achieving their dreams. Why not? This is an opportunity. This is the kind of game where you rotate and uh, allow the the bigger boys to. Take a break, take a rest, and 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 prepare themselves, you know, for the much more crunch games later.
2: Yeah, I get where you're coming from, and I agree. I think this is it. It's almost a, a complete tap in this one, isn't it? Play Lee um, Grant. Sorry, Play Lee Grant. Lee, Lee Grant. Grant it might game. be another. Was it a Where we had the likes of Lee Grant and Garner. You know, interesting
3: about right? Lee Grant. If you look at the tw- uh, the players when they tweet or in, uh, post their Instagram, all the winning teams have Lee Grant in it.
2: Just go See, to tell yourself. You something. I mean? maybe he's the key. Yeah. Uh, this forget the Henderson. De Gea debate it needs to be the, the Lee Grant Henderson De Gea debate and John obviously <laughs> thinks Lee Grant should start so we'll end it on that I think that's a good part and that's our title John Shin quote Lee Grant should start and we'll win the title I think was was if I put the two quotes together that makes perfect sense. Which is how quotes work. That's how quotes work. <laughs> Famously, you, yeah, the, you, you, you just take, take two bits of separate ones. Just put so them you together. you take out the parts you don't yeah. like. Yeah. Take out any context. So or... Lee Grant will win us the title. Yes. Says John Shin. Yeah. There
4: you go. We'll, we'll... It's like it's like the Markham Wise. It's like, it's all the right words, but not particularly in the right yeah, Exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. John, um, thanks for joining us. Where can people find you? What are you up to? Uh, well, you guys can just come chat with me on Twitter, uh, uh, Mr. Josh, and
3: I don't, I haven't been doing much on YouTube, just been preparing a new potential podcast series with my friends here, but other than that, just, uh, hanging out on Twitter.
2: Hanging out on Twitter. Nice. Go follow John Swin on, John, John Swin. John Swin <laughs> on shitter. John <laughs> Shin on Twitter. That's his brother. <laughs> hey, Jones, forgive me. John's twin. Um, you know where to find. Joe. Joe shit on Smither. Joe Smith. Uh, oh, Twitter. Yes. So yeah. and, and you're doing the Watch Along, are you? Yeah. With, have you got a Bruno Fernandez coach? We've got Bruno Fernandes
1: coach. I think he's joining us. We've got Stephen Housen, We've got me and we've got Adam McCullough on the Watch Along
2: on Wednesday, tomorrow. I'll be doing the Tier 1 podcast later this so week. We've also got a big interview coming up, which you'll want to check out. Be good. Casey, you've done the news, done a good job.
4: Yeah, apparently Lots so.
2: of people loving you. I'm very proud of you, Casey. Yeah, Thank you. good lad. It means, it means yeah. a lot to me. Thanks That'll for all the love. Yeah.
4: Hey. it means a lot yeah where can people find you uh, on twitter kc uh, underscore evans underscore and on instagram it's linked somewhere you'll probably you'll find, find it you'll find it, find it. it. You'll, find it. it. you'll find us he's all. not You're hard to find, find he's us.
1: making it easy for you yeah. guys
2: don't forget to hit like share and subscribe don't forget to hit subscribe that's what I was yeah I've just said that I'll repeat anyway don't forget but to hit subscribe subscribe j- 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 we need more subscriptions. <laughs> and also there's membership as well. Membership. There's lots of things you can Yeah, if Yeah, if you become on. a
1: member, you get extra podcasts, you get behind the scenes videos, you get loads of extra stuff for becoming a member and you help the channel out as well. So if you want to do that, do it. And even if you don't want to do it, still do it.
2: This has been the Devils Podcast. That's been John Shin. That's been Casey Evans. That's been Joel Smith. I've been Jay Motte. Thanks for watching.